Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello there. It's Gabby here for you. And in this podcast, I'm going to be looking at the subject of happiness, something that most of us aspire to. I'm thinking about why is it that some people just seem to go through life very, very happy and some people don't. So what can we do about happiness? Is this something that we can control? Is it just something that's outside of our control if bad things have happened to us? One of my favourite quotes about happiness, and you may have heard this before, is something that John Lennon allegedly said. And it's, when I was five years old, my mother always told me that happiness was the key to life. When I went to school, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I wrote down happy. They told me I didn't understand the assignment, and I told them they didn't understand life. Now, whether John Lennon said that or not, I'm not really sure. But what I can tell you is spending time with small children, and I'm very lucky that I've got small grandchildren, has taught me a lot about happiness. But also as somebody that has suffered a lot with depression and as somebody who has had to overcome some um, pretty grim things in my life, and it's something that I've had to work on and I've had to work on what I call happiness habits, And I've got, you know, quite a lot of things I can refer to now, some of the things I can share with you that are based on science, things that you can actually do to train your mind to be happier. But I'm not here to tell you that I can make you happy all of the time because life's not like that. What I can tell you is that a lot of studies will tell you there are two key components of happiness or subjective well-being. And they are one, the balance of emotions. So everybody will experience both positive and negative emotions, feelings and moods. Happiness is generally linked to experiencing more positive feelings than negative ones. So, you know, as Ronan said, life is a roller coaster. We are going to have ups and downs in our lives. It's how we ride that out, basically. And accepting that, you know, to get the highs, sometimes we do have to have the lows and that's just part of life. And unfortunately, unless you are living in a cave with no um, exposure to anybody else and you're not really doing anything and you're not really living your life, you will have ups and downs. Some days will be better than others. Some things will go really, really well. And it's really resilience is a lot to do with it as well, how we can ride that out. So I've got some tips on that today that I could share with you. And again, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I would never do that. I'm not here to tell you that I know everything. I will tell you, I have overcome some bad things in my life. I have overcome very uh, recurring bouts of depression that plagued my life for years. And I have found a lot of coping techniques that have helped me deal with that. And 
I hope they help you. And that's why I'm sharing them on this podcast. So let me know what you think. I said there were two components to happiness and the first was the balance of emotions. And the second one is life satisfaction. And this relates to how satisfied you feel with different areas of your life, including your relationships, your work, achievements and other things that you consider important. I'm going to mention here one of the things I think is affecting a lot of people's happiness and a lot of people's mental health recently, and that is social media. And again, it's a bit of a cliche and a well-known saying that comparison is the thief of joy. And that is really true in a lot of what I see played out on social media. You know, I probably am as guilty as anybody else. I don't put photographs of of myself on social media when I'm not looking my best or when I'm having a really rough day or when I'm not looking, you know, as I would want to be captured on a photograph. I do put the best bits out there, but that's not me saying I've got a perfect life. And I think a lot of people will look at social media and think, oh, look at you, look at such a body. They've got a perfect house. They've got a perfect relationship. They've got a perfect whatever, you know, whatever it is they're showing. And we all just show the best bits of us on social media, just in the same way as, you know, if somebody's coming around to my house, I would tidy up and maybe put something smart on to wear or, you know, have some nice food ready. They would see the best of my house. And so I think social media, we are seeing the best of people. And that's great if you can take it for what it is and take it at face value and reckon, you know, recognize. If you can recognize, most people don't live like that all the time. Nobody is happy all the time. Nobody has a perfect relationship all the time, you know, including myself. You know, you know, I've been married a long time. I'm very lucky I've got a, a, a loving husband. But yeah, we have our ups and downs like any ordinary couple do, like any normal couple do, I would say. And so don't take what other people have got at face value and maybe let that glimpse into their life make you unhappy. Because again, I've heard another saying, which is if you were, you know, in a circle um, of, of random people and you could all throw your problems into the middle and pick up somebody else's life and think, oh, I'd rather have her life or his life. They've got it sorted. You don't know what's under the surface. You don't know what they're dealing with. They may be presenting, you know, a front of this is my perfect life or they may have a big house or a nice car or all the things that you might think might make you happy. But at the end of the day, does it? I think a lot of the things that make us happy are just being really content with what we've got. And that can mean different things to different people. You know, if you're an extrovert, making you happy might be that you need to spend time with a lot of people, you know, being out there, socialising with people, talking to people, getting to know a lot of different people, being at a, you know, a really busy party or a social event might be your idea of heaven. Where for an introvert, that could be their idea of hell, going and having to spend time, but they'd much rather maybe curl up, you know, just with one person and talk intimately and have a, a meaningful relationship or a meaningful conversation with somebody they might prefer to spend the evening alone with a good book or a good movie and there's no right or wrong obviously we're all different we all um, have different needs and wants so again happiness is the same thing it's not one size fits all I'm not going to tell you oh here's a list of things that you can do that will make you happy but I can give you some ideas about habits that you might want to cultivate if you think that happiness is something in your life you'd like to work on or something that you'd like to improve 
or an area of your life you think, well, I've not had much joy in my life, you know. And certainly for a cancer survivor, you, you've been through a tough time. But anybody will have ups and downs. You may have had relationship breakups or things that happened to us all, a bereavement in the family, a loss of a job, loss of, you know, a pet, loss of a loved one. We all have those ups and downs where sometimes it just occurs to us, do you know what, there's no joy in my life and there's not been for a while and I want to change that. I want to do something differently. I've talked in a previous podcast about your job and what you can do um, to enjoy the work that you do. But this podcast is more about your inner happiness and your relationship. Again, I'm going to keep coming back to this, your relationship with yourself. Okay. And one of the concepts I'd like to think about is to embrace living imperfectly. You know, I said before about social media showing us a perfect image of people. Nobody has that perfect life. You have to understand and appreciate that to be imperfect is to be human. None of us are perfect. And that's sometimes a wonderful, messy, joyful thing to understand and experience, you know, to have some humour in that and think life isn't uniform, life isn't perfect. But isn't that great? Because life is really sometimes what you make it. Okay. So research has shown if you want to make some changes, and if you're listening, you might be interested in that. I've been so guilty in the past of, you know, New Year's resolution. I'm going to change everything. I'm going to change my whole life. I'm going to get a new job. And people sometimes move house. They may even move, move country because they want to make these huge changes in the belief that it will make them happier. But does it? Sometimes it does and sometimes it may not. So, again, there's a lot of research that shows a lot of small, steady changes will make you happier in the long term. And they're easier to sustain they're easier to implement, they're easier for you to cope with. So to start with, one of the things I'd like to th- you to think about is how would it be if you were to forgive yourself for anything that you're holding any guilt and shame about? If that applies to you, just ponder on that for a minute because it's time for some self-compassion and letting that negative feeling that you're carrying around with, letting it go. And it I'm not sure what that will take for you because I'm obviously I don't know what your problem is, but you need to reflect on it and think, okay, if I want to let this go, what do I do? Do I just need to talk it out with a good friend over a cup of coffee or a glass of wine? Do I need professional therapy to actually get rid of this thing once and for all that I've been carrying around for so long and I just want to let it go? Only you can know that. The other thing I'd like you to think about if there are maybe people in your life that you are holding a grudge against, people that when you think about them, you think, you know, it causes you stress because you're angry or you're upset with sometimes an apology that you deserve, but you never got. You know, I think we can all have experience of that where we think we've been done wrong to. But if you can't forgive that person and let them go, you are the one carrying that guilt or that hurt around with you. And I'm not saying to forgive somebody is to let them off the hook. And again, it's another saying that I've picked up and it's like, let them go and give them forgiveness, not because they deserve it, but because you do, my love, you deserve to let that go out of your life. You can either forgive them verbally and let them know you've forgiven them, or if it's somebody that you need to keep at a distance for your own mental health, for your own protection, Just send them love and healing from a distance and forgiveness and let them go 
and wish them all the best. That doesn't mean you are a soft touch at all. It means you've grown a little bit as a person. You're the bigger person, if you like. You're letting them go and you're letting them go out of your life. If that's somebody that you can't have in your life anymore. But just the act of sending them forgiveness and relaxing into that and letting go of that anger and that frustration or whatever it is that you're holding for them, let it go because you're the one that's holding on to it. You're the one who it's, it's hurting. And again, it, it may be hurting you subconsciously. You might think, well, I don't, I don't never think about that person. Yeah, I don't like them and I hate them for what they've done. That is hurting your subconscious. So how would it feel to just let them go? Think about that. So the next tip I'm going to give to you is a little word that can make a huge difference. And I love so much that I hear my grandson Ellis using this word a lot. And that word is yet. So, for instance, Ellis will say, oh, I can't play chess yet. And he says it in a really positive and uplifting way. And so I'd invite you when you sometimes maybe are beating yourself up for something you've done badly. How would it be if you were to say, oh, I've not learned to manage my money yet. I've not learned to do this thing that I want to do yet. By putting that sentence in that tense and saying, this is something that I want to do. It's important to me to do it and haven't done it yet. Rather than beating yourself up like you've been doing for a long time, probably. Why not just say, this is something that I need to do and haven't done it yet in a positive way of talking to yourself. And self-talk is so, so important. I touched on this before, you know, we're all very good at being our own worst critics, but that does us no good at all. And we need to turn that little nagging monkey voice that's in our heads, that little monkey mind, that little voice that tells you, oh, you've screwed up again. We need to tell that voice to go away because we're going to be positive now. And for me, it took me a long time to train that little voice and to say, I'm not even listening to you. Okay, I may be not very good at parallel parking yet, but it's something that I'm working on. So how would it be if you were to reframe some negative thoughts that you've got and just add that little word yet? So another tip that I've got for you and something that I've learned that really, really makes me happy is to plan a trip. And yes, I love my holidays. I love my holidays in the sun, but it doesn't even have to be something as big as that. It can just be planning a day out. It could just be planning a weekend away. But how, or it could even be, you know, think big. What's your dream? What's your ideal trip if you, you know, had limited time and limited, unlimited money and unlimited time? So plan your dream trip if you had unlimited time and unlimited money. Just daydream for a little bit about it. What would it be? But then think about that and think, well, what is it about that you would like? Is it you want to see the mountains or the sea or taste exotic food? Because that is something you don't have to travel all the way around the world to do. Most of us could do that in a day trip, just experience some of those feelings that we'd like to feel. So why not let your imagination go wild for a bit? And again, I love, I'm old school. I love a notebook. And this is something I would love to doodle in a notebook and talk to myself and think about what's my ideal trip? What trip can I plan out? And as I say, it can just simply be a day out that I'd really like. Maybe a nice day out somewhere, visiting a new coffee shop that I've never been to before. Going somewhere for a nice meal that I've never been to before. Going for a nice walk somewhere. 
just getting out in nature is a great one for making us feel happier. And I know somebody that spent far too long, many years in an office, hunched over a computer. Just getting out into nature is something that makes me feel so good. Really, really good. Planning a vacation really can be a ticket to happiness. The other thing that can really make us feel happy is learning something new. And we need to balance that with sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and a lot of stress of learning something new or it's going to be difficult or it might be expensive or I don't know how I'm going to get the time. All of these things might cause us some stress, but actually the joy of learning something new and the pride that you can take in that, that is a great way of boosting your happiness. And again, there are a million things I could suggest and it's whatever makes your soul sing, literally could it be learning to sing? Could it be learning to dance? Could it be learning learning an instrument? Could it be writing a blog? Could it be whatever it is that you want to do? Why don't you do it? And we all have things that we um, sometimes just don't take the time out to do. Years ago, I met a fantastic doctor and it was actually at the Penny Bronze Centre in Bristol. And I don't know, you may have heard of this place, an absolutely wonderful, holistic cancer therapy place um, that I was lucky enough to go to for a few days. And one of the sessions we had was an an hour with a GP, with a doctor, general practitioner. And when do you ever get an hour with a doctor? Because I certainly don't with my doctor, who's very good, but you rush in and you rush out. You've got five minutes to tell everything. So I had an hour with this doctor who was obviously a trained medical professional And one of the most profound things she said to me, and it really stuck with me, was she said, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. She talked about my history and she talked about the medical things that I had going on, some niggles, nothing major at that time. She said, all right, okay. um, So what do you do that makes you happy? And I was like, oh, oh." well, at the time I had been in a choir. I'm not a great singer at all, but I'm very fortunate. Near to me was the Macmillan Centre in Trafford and I joined the Melody Max which was a a choir for women mostly there's some men but mostly women that had been through cancer treatment and we got together once a week and we sang our hearts out and I loved that it was so life-affirming it was such good fun the people that I met were wonderful I said oh I like to sing and she said oh when did you last sing I went well I've not been for a while I've been really busy and she just looked at me and said without any judgment busy doing what And that really struck home with me. We all get busy just living, you know, going to work, looking after a house, doing the grocery shopping, all the things we do in the laundry, all the things we have to do. And we don't make time sometimes for things that make us happy. Why is that? Why do we not allow ourselves to do that? And again, it almost seems like a self-indulgence, like, oh, that's something that I shouldn't do. And whether you've had cancer or not, I would invite you to take that step back and think, I am somebody who deserves to be happy course we are we all are my love so why not do something that makes you feel good something that makes your heart sing how would that feel my next tip for you for happiness and this is a very quick one but it's again I've told you before I'm somebody who's worked in an office for many years and it's a really simple one and that is to stop eating lunch at your desk move away get outside see the sky if you can see some greenery just get away from your desk And if you're a sociable person, go and have a chat with somebody who makes you feel good. If you're not a sociable person, go and put your earphones in, listen to some music, listen to a podcast, listen to something that makes you feel good, but just get away from your desk. 
I've heard again that a saying that sitting is the new smoking, sitting at a desk over a laptop, which is what I'm doing now, to be honest, is not good for us. Long term, it's not good for us. Our bodies were designed to move. And certainly when you're eating your food, and my husband thinks I'm a bit crazy when I say this, I will not eat my food when there's the bad news on the TV, because it's always bad news, isn't it? it's never good news. So when the news channel's on, that has to be switched off when I'm eating my food. I refuse to eat food because when I'm eating my food, I'd like to be in a space of feeling very positive about putting nourishment into my body. My husband thinks I'm a bit crazy. I don't really care because I want to be in a really positive place when I'm eating my food. Don't you? Don't you deserve that? Okay, another top tip I've got for you, and again, another quick one is wherever you live, and obviously I don't know where you live. I'd love to know where you live. Please get in touch and let me know about your place. I live in Manchester, which is a city actually that I love. But do I know everything about it? No, I don't. And I've been saying for years, I want to do one of the um, open top bus tours. And I'm really going to do that this summer. Has to be in summer for me in Manchester because it rains a lot. <laughs> it's probably raining summer, but I'd like it to be warm rain. But I want to know more about my city. I want to know more about its history. We've got some amazing churches and um, fantastic old buildings in Manchester. And I'm sure where you live, is there some history? Is there things you'd like to know about that place? Get to know it and get a feeling that connection of where you live. That to me makes me happy. Okay, I've already talked about before how I don't like watching news on the TV and that is has been one of my um, top tips for myself, and it may work for you, is to stop watching the news. And I'm not saying that I want to be somebody who's completely unaware of what's going on in the world, but I do really wonder about the news that we're presented with, how much of that is true, how much of that is biased and to make us think in a certain way. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, but I just ask you to think about if you do watch the news, how do you feel afterwards? Do you feel uplifted? Do you feel happy? Do you feel inspired? Possibly not. So for me, I don't need to watch the news anymore. I do catch up again online with what's going on in the world. Very quick catch up every day. Don't spend a lot of time dwelling on things that I can't control. But also I'd ask you to think about the sorts of TV programs that you watch. And I'm not going to make any judgments here. I love you know some trashy TV as much as the next person. But the TV that you're watching, are you just sat there mindlessly watching garbage? Or you're actually watching something that makes you think or makes you happy or makes you even makes you sad. I don't like scary movies, but I do like a good thriller, something with a twist in the tail, something that makes me think maybe, you know, a twist in the tail at the end and an unexpected ending. I love stuff like that. And I love watching good acting and really understanding, you know, how a story unfolds and makes you think about things maybe in a different way so yeah tv and you know netflix and chill can be a great thing as long as you're not just slumped in a chair mindlessly thinking this is all i've got in my life to look forward to it's really nice sometimes to watch something like that with a partner or with a friend be able to discuss it afterwards so just be mindful is all i would say and make mindful choices rather than just thinking this is what i've got to do or this is all i've got in my life that's not a great way of thinking about things, is it? And so the last thing I'd like you to think about for having more happiness in your life, and I am somebody who's not always enjoyed exercise, but I'm going to ask you to think about, would it make you feel happier if you moved more? 
if you got outside more, if you moved your body more. And it's not just about making you feel happy. I think as we are all getting older, we know that we need to move more. We need to do exercise. Use it or lose it is what they say. That's certainly true with your muscles and your wonderful body that's there to support you. So moving my body, I don't particularly like exercising, but I absolutely love the feeling I have exercised. I always feel great, you know, and I love making it a habit. A happy habit for me is to do that first thing in the morning because it starts my day off in a really positive way. I'm not naturally a morning person. I have to get myself in the right mindset. And I do that the night before. One of my happy habits is to start the night before by laying out my gym clothes in next to my bed. So I get up in the morning, they're there, put them on without thinking about it. I don't have to decide what to wear. I don't have to know what I'm doing. My gym clothes and my trainers and sneakers are next to the bed and I just put them on and I'm ready to go. I've already set myself up for the day. And even, you know, five, 10 minutes of exercise every morning just makes me feel more alive, makes me feel like I've done something positive for my body. And it also makes me feel, oh, right, now I've done that. Don't really want to sabotage that by eating some rubbish. I should make a healthy choice of what I'm going to eat and drink next. So that's my happier habit to start the day. And I'm hoping I've given you some food for thoughts for happy habits that you might want to incorporate into your life. I'd love to hear from you and let me know if any of this is helpful, if there's anything you'd like to know more about. A lot of what I've talked about is based on on science and research and I've referenced some books and I can always share those books with you. You know, these are not original thoughts of mine. These are things I've picked up from other people over the years, but they're things that have worked for me and things that I know have helped me to improve my life by making conscious choices. And I just want to reach out to you and say, if you feel that you're not as happy as you'd like to be, There is so much you can do, my love. And if you want to reach out to me, that would be wonderful. If you want to try some of the ideas that I've talked about, that would be wonderful too. But it all starts with you. It all starts with you deciding that you are going to make your happiness your priority. You know, this is not a dress rehearsal. Unless you're a Buddhist, I'm going to say you've got one life. So why not live it? Why not make the rest of your life the best of your life? Okay, it's down to you, my love. The person looking back in the mirror, you owe that person everything. You owe that person happiness. They deserve it. You might have had some tough times. You might have made some mistakes. Who hasn't? So give yourself some forgiveness. Give yourself some love. And let's all try and spread a little more happiness around us. Goodness knows we need it. So thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay sane. Take care, my love. Bye-bye.